everybody. Welcome back to Feminine Divine Podcast. It's me, your host, Samantha, at SamThatWitch on TikTok, Instagram, wherever. But I'm finally back. My laptop got fixed. I manifested that because I had asked the universe to give me the finer things in life, and it just decided to break my computer senselessly, so I'd have to go get a new one. So now I have a nice new laptop that will last me a long time. Which brings me into manifestation. Today we're going to be talking about my annoyance with manifestation. If you didn't catch that, that was definitely sarcastic. I did not manifest the finer things in life and that's why my computer broke. I didn't do anything. But a lot of people are thinking that way, so we're going to dive into criticisms about manifestation, why it sounds delulu, how it's counterproductive... And I also want to talk about the ways that we overcomplicate our lives and ways that I see people doing it, how to declutter things, because I'm overwhelmed. I did this myself, and I did a pretty good job at watering things down, taking away complications from every area of my life. I completely understand that the thought of listening to somebody talk about decluttering and how to regroup and refocus in their life may not be... The most exciting thing, but I promise you this will be extremely helpful and I will try to make it as fun as possible. While I'm talking about this, listen and try to apply it to your own life, but here is your formal hot girl tutorial on how to declutter and uncomplicate your life. Tell me why you have to go make things so complicated. Just like Avril Lavigne said, I'm sorry, I'm not a singer. No disrespect to Avril. If I could sing, it would be over for you bitches. But anyways, when should you do this? Okay, you should declutter and uncomplicate your life when life feels stagnant for you. Okay, you feel like you're not going any further with life, but you feel like you're not doing too bad. So you're almost kind of bored with life. Like you're not moving further, but you're also not doing too horribly. Things are going stagnant. When you feel overwhelmed or overstimulated with life, this can cause stress. It's time to declutter. If you just need change in general, this is a good how-to for that as well. Um, When you feel burnt out. Now, Feeling burnt out is a lot different than feeling overwhelmed, okay? Burnout is like when you've put in so much energy that you physically cannot do anymore. And being overwhelmed is feeling like there's too much to do. They both kind of feel the same, but burnout is different. They're two different things. And if you're just generally unhappy, it's time for some change in your life. You need to get rid of all this old stagnant energy that is no longer. Now let's talk about some niche little examples of ways I see people overcomplicating their lives for no reason. The first one is I see a lot of people being with somebody else instead of the person they actually want to be with, like in romantic relationships, for example, or like I'll see in a marriage, like They like somebody else, but they don't want to get divorced because of their kids. Okay, that is so complicated. If you like somebody else, just go be with somebody else. Um, Have an open marriage or get divorced. Like, your kids do not care. They would rather have you divorced than cheating on each other and giving them even more trauma. Okay? So, I don't care if you've been dating this person for three months and you don't want to break up with them 
even though you still have feelings for your ex and you want to get back together with your ex, just break up with them and get back together with your ex. If that is a person that you want to be with, go be with them. It makes no sense. I'm sure you could have feelings for two people, but if you really want to be with somebody else and you're with another person, just break up with them. It doesn't have to be that complicated. You just have to have a civil conversation and then it's over. Okay, a less extreme example would be like people always trying to fit a certain idea or trying to stick to a certain aesthetic, niche, micro trend always. I'm sorry, but you're not going to always be able to dress in coconut girl clothes that resemble something you would find on Shein clearance all of the time. And it's okay if people see you wearing other clothes out in public. Do not be worried about always having to fit this certain image on Instagram, like any of your online spaces. We're talking about niches. Like, I used to post about astrology all the time, and I don't really vibe with that anymore. It got boring. Like, I feel like I would put so much thought and effort into saying what I want to say, And nobody would listen while I could make a post in 30 seconds talking about astrology, stroking somebody's ego, or making a cheap joke, and it would get, like, thousands of likes. Like, it is fun for me to do that, but I don't want that to be my niche. I want this to be my niche. I love my podcast, and I love doing things like this, and I wouldn't go back to making astrology videos all the time just so I could get more followers. That's weird. That's so complicated. I want people to listen to the podcast for its content, not because I made jokes about astrology. All right, now hear me out. Manifestation is a really big overcomplication in our lives, especially my life, being on the spiritual side of the internet, seeing discourse about it all day, every day. It's so overly complicated with all these weird little rules and rituals, But I will be talking about that after this in my criticisms anyways. And then people who try to insert themselves into a whole bunch of different social groups to try and get as many people as possible to like them, just go build a relationship with one of those groups or two of those groups. You don't have to try and win everybody over. Like, that's so complicated. Before I give the how-to, here are some ways that I uncomplicated my life. So I used to work at a tanning salon. I quit um, before I went to Scotland. So I think I quit in like April, maybe, or March, somewhere around then. I quit the tanning salon. I worked there for three years. But my problem was I was unhappy because of the customers, okay? I was making more money on the side doing tarot readings. I begged my boss for a set schedule. I could never get that. So I'm going back and forth between both of my parents' houses because I live in both of my parents' houses. When I need a break from one, I go to the other, and they live far from each other. And I was also working at multiple different salons when they needed people to fill in or I needed more hours. It was so complicated for no reason. I was having to juggle making my entire schedule around that when I could be making more money doing something else and I was going on a trip. So I quit the salon. And then I decided I'm going to host this podcast by myself. That was a really hard decision for me because I really would like to have one set co-host, but I also do not want to give up this control. Um, I want to do everything on my own. So it would just be overcomplicated to have another co-host set all the time. I don't want to have to wait for other people. I realized that a lot of complications and problems in my personal relationships, whether that be romantic, family, friends, all of that, were because of little mind games that people play. 
okay? I don't entertain anything that's not worthy of my time now. I try to stay direct and honest as possible because these little mind games, testing people's intentions, reading into things too close, they all create problems. So we are not entertaining games any longer. Social media is also rotting my brain, so I'm trying to be on there less, and it's working. If I go, like, even three days without posting, I won't post for, like, two weeks. So I'm really trying to be on there less, but also keep a balance because this is what I want to do with my life. But to combat that, I'm reading instead of scrolling aimlessly on social media. I am really a nocturnal person. I'm creative at night, like recording the podcast late. It's going to come out late at night and I'm like mad at myself for that, but I can't help it. I genuinely cannot help that I stay up late every night and I want to fix that. I don't like that about myself. It's a daily struggle all the time. It's a big stressor in my life. So I've decided I'm going to try to wake up at 8 a.m. every day and go to bed at 11 p.m. I'll talk about that further in a minute. Now listen, there are also negative ways that we try to uncomplicate our lives. For example, I decided to get back together with somebody who I had trashed in front of all of my friends, all of his friends. I told everybody about all the horrible things that he had done to me when we were dating. And then years later, I had decided to get back together with him. I really thought that this would give the two of us a clean slate and undo all the complications from the past. And I thought it would be a good way for him to make up for things in the past and do them better and be a good boyfriend, whatever, like he was promising. But of course, that was not the truth. And I just wanted to get better and make everything between us not so complicated, just a fresh start. And... It made it even worse, okay? Alright, and finally, this is how to declutter your mind and take away these unnecessary complications from your everyday life. Alright, I need you to identify, first step, what areas of life that you need help with that need to be put back on track. Is it work? Is it school? Is it your love life? Is it friends? Is it eating? Is it sleeping? It doesn't have to be too big and it doesn't have to be too little. The second thing is I want you to go back to the basics, okay? Which, by the way, is a great unreleased Lana Del Rey song. But anyways, to go back to the basics means to return to a simpler way of doing things. How can you water down this area of life and make it go back to the basics? Who am I? What are my core beliefs in this area of life? How do I feel about it? Can I build this from scratch again? Ask yourself all of these questions. What can I do to make this easier? Let's say you chose food. Doesn't matter if you have an eating disorder. Doesn't matter if you have an addiction to carry out like I do, okay? Maybe it's just time to go back to the basics and just eat fruits and vegetables for a snack. I really had to learn how to do this because of my carry-out addiction, like I said. I'm neurodivergent. My brain does not make enough dopamine on its own. I don't do drugs or alcohol. So I was getting that through getting carry-out and getting excited about it and eating it and trying new things. However, it got to a point where some days I would be upset if I had an idea in my mind to go get um, something from a certain place, like a oddly specific menu item from a place, but it was like 20 minutes away and I didn't have time that day. Like I would get upset over that. 
that I couldn't have Wendy's fries on a certain day because I was craving them. That's when I realized I need to dial it down. It's time to eat some more whole foods, okay? I'm talking whole fruits and whole vegetables. So for a snack now, I might just eat a bell pepper with some ranch or a cucumber with tahine, okay? I'm trying to get this dopamine by eating right, doing yoga, whatever the holistic people say and want you to do, I'm trying. It sounds so silly and minor, but it is such a big change from having to spend all this money, get in the car, spend all this time going, the cleanup, it's bad for the environment, whatever. Just walk to my kitchen now, grab the stuff and eat it. Like it's that simple. Now the biggest area of life that I need improvement on that needs to be less complicated is my sleeping. Like I said, I am nocturnal. Here's my issue. I go to bed at three or four in the morning. I'm just a creative person. I feel inspired at night. I don't fall asleep easily. And I spend a lot of time alone, so my sleep schedule is just out of whack. But go to bed at three in the morning. I will try to set an alarm for 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 8 a.m. Try to be productive for the day. And I think that if I go to bed at 3 a.m. and I wake up at 8 a.m., that is five hours of sleep. I think that that will make me tired enough to the point where the next night I will go to bed at like 11. Well, I mean, technically the next day because three is like that day already. I think I'll be able to go to bed at like 11.30 p.m. and then like my sleep schedule will just magically be fixed. Now, the issue is I picked up this habit in the past few months where my alarm goes off in the morning to wake me up. I'm delusional because I'm half asleep and in my head, I think I don't actually have anything to do today. I'm tired. Let me set another alarm for an hour from now, 30 minutes from now, 20, 40, and it happens like once or twice. So now I go to bed at like three in the morning every day and I wake up around 12, one, two. Well, I would say I wake up at 12, but it takes me like two hours to roll out of bed. And that's not good. That's like a little bit of depression or whatever. But yeah, this bites me in the butt every single day of my life. I'm mad at myself for not being productive, not being able to wake up. And I've just had enough. The struggle is enough. It's so complicated for no reason. Just be a normal person. Wake up at 8 in the morning and go to bed at 11 p.m. When I was younger, I had sleepovers with my friends and I would get so annoyed when I would, we would get ready for bed, right? We'd wake up in the morning and we'd hear an alarm. I would look at the phone and I'd be like, it's so early. Why are they doing this? Okay. And then they would go back to bed and it would happen like 30 minutes again. Like people set alarms in like 10 or 15 minute intervals before they wake up. I did not understand that for the life of me. I would just tell them, why don't you set the alarm for the latest time possible that you need to get ready so, like, when you wake up, you have to rush and actually get ready and you can't do the alarm thing again? And they would be like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, maybe I'll just do that. But now I understand because I keep doing it too, not before I need to be ready, but after I need to be ready, which is even worse. And the simple solution clicked for this when I was watching the show Super Nanny. If you don't know what that is, this woman, Joe Frost, who is like a child behavioral specialist, 
goes into the homes of families with naughty children and she tries to set them straight. It's hilarious. These little kids are brats. A reoccurring thing that would happen in the show was she would sit the family down. They would have huge pieces of paper, all different markers, decoration stuff, and she would go through, ask the family what their schedule was like. They couldn't give a clear answer, so she would say, you need to have some structure or routine in your life, so we are making a schedule of things we need to do throughout the week. So they would write out a routine for every single day of the week, and this way the parents would have a balance of tasks, and they would feel less overwhelmed, and now the kids have a sense of structure and routine, so they are not acting up as much. I realized I might need to do that. So I did do that. I went online and I just Google searched like weekly schedule template. I printed that out and before I filled in what I needed to do, I broke down a list of tasks that I do throughout the week. So I do my podcast, I make content, I work with my dad at the farm. Um, I work on two other businesses that I'm doing right now other than the podcast and school of course. So my weekends are pretty busy. Now I'm starting to fill everything in. Mondays are my day of rest and relaxation. I'm not going to beat myself up if my sleeping schedule gets weird on Monday. But Tuesday through Friday, I'm trying to wake up at 8 in the morning every day and go to bed around 11 to midnight. And I really want to try and hold myself accountable for a week and just follow the schedule And to not let myself get overwhelmed, I'm working on school, like, Tuesdays and Thursdays, my podcast on Wednesdays, and my other business things that I need to get done, breaking things down certain days, or podcast days, work days, business days, whatever. So I feel like I have a sense of structure and routine now. So that was going back to the basics for me. I needed to be like a little kid on Super Nanny who needs a routine in their life, like, truly. But the third step in all of this is putting action behind things and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't. So yeah, I'm out here feeling organized because I have a little schedule I put together, but that means nothing if I don't hold myself accountable and actually try for a good two weeks. I think it takes 14 days to form a habit. So yeah, two weeks. If I don't wake up at eight in the morning every Tuesday through Friday, there goes that. I need to put action behind and just see if that works for me. If it doesn't, maybe wake up at 9, maybe wake up even earlier if that feels good and go to bed earlier. Who knows? I really hope that made some sense for all of you. It's hard for me to map out these thoughts and write everything down because my brain is a complicated mess. Anyways, let's talk about manifestation because it's getting so annoying, okay? If you have been living under a rock and don't know what manifestation is, it is basically bringing something into your life through belief and attraction, okay? Everybody is manifesting nowadays. You talk to somebody, they get their nails done, they're like, yeah, I manifested that. My boyfriend gave me $60 to get my nails done. Now, disclaimer, I love manifestation, okay? I practice manifestation myself. Your thoughts, your beliefs, your rituals about manifestation are all valid. I'm not here to disrespect you or anybody in any way, shape, or form, but manifestation is getting popular. 
It's the new age of Aquarius. People are getting more into spirituality, which I love. So now more people are talking about manifestation and we see a lot more about it online. Things are starting to get watered down. They're starting to get a little bit contradicting. You see viral videos. I'm talking videos that have millions, hundreds of thousands of likes and they're saying completely different things about manifestation. For a lot of us, when we first learned about manifestation, the law of assumption, the law of attraction, we believed all of these concepts to be rather simple, okay? I'm attracting something into my life. But now you're seeing people talk about this concept and they're adding weird little rules and things you should or shouldn't do and their idea is a lot different than somebody else's idea and you're just left very confused like I am right now. <laughs> you see people saying things like don't manifest on a full moon. Those are for releasing things and showing gratitude for the universe. If you manifest on a full moon, your manifestations will not come true. But then you scroll down one video on TikTok and you see an astrologer talking about how this full moon is the best day of the year to manifest because of certain Jupiter aspects and you're just left like, okay, which one is it? And then you have this thought in your head, well, a lot of people are saying that even if you doubt that your manifestation is going to become true, even just a little bit, it won't come true. Also, this idea that if you have any doubts that your manifestation will not come true, it won't, is extremely problematic for people like me. People like me who struggle with OCD, okay, I did not say have, I'm learning how to reshape my language around this stuff because I don't want to sit here and say people like me who have OCD, okay? People like me who struggle with OCD, I don't want to have this for the rest of my life. So I'll manifest something and a doubt will come into my head immediately, but this is just an intrusive thought with no real intention behind it. So now I'm left thinking that because I just had a thought that I didn't actually mean, now my manifestations won't come true because I had an intrusive thought. And that just gets really annoying. It's like a back and forth battle all of the time. That's literally equivalent to like when you're a little kid. And I know everybody can relate to me on this one, okay? Like don't pretend like this has never happened to you. But like let's say you're like praying or something, okay? So you're like a little kid praying, whatever. And then a voice in your head just goes, I hate God or like says something really horrible, like not what you were thinking. Just like that. That's what it feels like for me when I'm trying to manifest sometimes. All right, now we see people say, hire your vibration to fit your manifestation. All right, sounds good. Let me meditate. Let me hire my vibe. Let me not swear or whatever people think it is that makes you have a higher vibration, whatever. Or open your third eye. Hire your vibes. It will help you reach the same frequency as your manifestation and it will come true. But then we have people out here saying you can manifest through anything. You can manifest through anger. Anger is such a powerful emotion. You can use it to get good things in life. Like, I'm so confused genuinely. We have people out here saying, be delusional. Say that you're going to become famous. Think all these things. Think you're going to have something. Move to another city with $50 in your bank account just because you think you can make it once you get there and you will. A lot of people commonly believe that if you let go of your manifestation, put it out into the universe, leave it alone, don't touch it, don't think about it, 
have faith that what will happen. Just keep going through life. Try not to focus on it too hard. Don't chase your manifestation because if you keep chasing it, you're not going to get it. So don't think about it and it will come true. I think about this in the same way as when I was a little kid and I would be on my computer. This is also a universal experience, by the way, and it's taking forever to load. I would just act like I didn't care so it would load faster. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Or like when you're listening to music and like it's buffering, so you just act like you don't care, hee hee, to get it to load faster? Yeah, that's what people basically think you should do with manifestations. But then we have vision boards. People are saying you need to keep your eye on the prize every single day of your life. Create a vision board. Wake up in the morning and look at this and use it as inspiration for things that you need to create. So what is it? Let go of it or keep my eyes on the prize every single day of my life? I'm so confused once again. Now we're seeing different and more complicated ways to do the ritual of manifestation. Like the 369 method, you have to do this nine times a day, three times a day, write it down however many times, different color ink, or use this sound to manifest. I had good luck today. If you skip this sound, you might have bad luck. Just comment three times and your manifestation will come true. Of course, that video is going to go viral and the creator of that TikTok is going to feel like they actually did manifest something when they most certainly did not. They just hacked the algorithm. Also, I want you to be careful with who you listen to talk about manifestation online. You do not know anything about these creators personally. Somebody could be on here talking about how they manifested things like specific cars into their life while they have rich parents who pay for all of their things. Actually, one I see a lot is people claiming that they changed the way they look, their physical face, through manifestation. And I am sure that half of these people have gotten nose jobs and they are just saying this because they know people online will believe them, especially people who may be a little spiritually delusional because they spend a lot of time online on TikTok. The person making these rules about manifestation could also be a 16-year-old who just bought a book on Wicca at Barnes & Noble and turned themselves into a spiritual guru. Nothing wrong with that, by the way, but here's some advice. Just do not listen to teenagers talk about spirituality or teach you about spirituality. They need to go through some more things in their life, okay? And the next thing is, yeah, manifestation is popular, so we're going to have people on here talking about things that they don't actually do, that they don't actually believe in. They're just trying to get some attention, okay? A couple weeks ago, I was on my For You page, and I saw a post, it was one of those, like, use the sound to manifest, but it was explaining why. And I actually did agree with the post. She was saying, it's that you take five seconds out of your day to do something and it helps with your manifestation, okay? I definitely do believe that. Like, she's putting in the work and energy and intention into believing that this will come true. So, yeah, it makes sense to use the sound in that context. But here's the thing. I saw that exact post, that big paragraph, the day before. Somebody else had posted it. And the second person who stole this content did not tag the original creator. So I commented, why didn't you tag the original creator? I saw this exact post word for word and immediately got blocked. Did on my other account, immediately got blocked. 
So I had texted the original creator or DM'd them on Instagram, I should say, and I told her that her content was being stolen. So the original creator of this post, her name is Madison Bazaar on TikTok with um, two A's before the R at the end of Bazaar. Um, I hope I pronounced that right, by the way. I'm sorry if I didn't. She made a video talking about how her content was stolen. That doesn't go viral. I also made a video trying to show people, like, you shouldn't trust these people who are talking about spirituality and manifestation. No attention. Meanwhile, the thief, her username is, I think it's Pizza Gangster with two R's at the end, by the way. Her stolen video has more than a million views and it has like hundreds of thousands of likes and she had just filtered out the words like stolen content and whatever in her comments so nobody can see it. But it's just so wild to me that these people are out here preaching love, manifestation, whatever, has be kind in her bio, but then is stealing from black creators online and not responding to any of the heat that she's getting for it and continuing to gain thousands of followers. This is just one example, but this happens all the time. Like, Helga stealing from me, okay? It happens all of the time. People love to steal, and it doesn't matter if they're lover light people. They will take your content, and other people will listen to them. That's why I don't even mind naming names, because... If you just look for it, you will see evidence of it happening. Like, nobody's being defamed. People are just thieves. That's how life is, I guess. But anyways, back to manifestation. So the more time that we spend focusing on how to, different rituals, doing things a certain way, planning all of it, is the more time that we don't have something, okay? Something that we don't have, but we still actively want. So what I want you to do is declutter your concept of manifestation or even just put manifestation on the back burner for a while. Maybe go back to the basics, think about things, just write down a clear and simple goal, work hard to achieve it. It can be that easy. You don't have to manifest everything that you have in life. If you made it this far, all of you deserve to have your little manifestations come true and I love you so much. I hope this changed the way that you think about things and maybe inspired you to do some cleaning of your life and switch things around, make a change and manifest in a different way or maybe just chill on that for a while. I don't know, but I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.